hundreds of organizations. You come up with hundreds of slave revolts, hundreds of riots, hundreds of, of rallies. Uh, I, I didn't even, uh, what was the one where the Rodney King, the LA riots, all, all of that, even when the LA riots came out, you, they talked to the citizens of that area they said we've been begging and pleading letting people know this 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 is happening to us it just got caught on camera i mean excuse me it just got caught on camera this time so to to say that black people have a history of minding their own business that's the, the, the disrespect that is outright disrespect to say that about us and then the black lives matter once again this has to be showtime at the apollo or something this this has to we we have to be putting our best jokes out here tonight do y'all remember the mission statement that uh black lives matter had uh for a while when everybody started confronting them about it they just automatically erased it all this shit was a front for transsexual rights that's all that shit was that's all that shit ever was and moving to kamala harris really kamala harris I'm, I'm gonna lay on my plan right there, News. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna listen. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let me go ahead and and, um, and kick it to um, Lloyd. Let me get one more new speaker, Aunt Lai, and then we're gonna go back to you, Lloyd. Go ahead, Aunt Lai, and then we're going to Lloyd. Hi, how y'all doing? First, I'm gonna apologize because I'm long winded. News told you, you know, just shut me down. Um, DJ just kicked me. Um, I want to send out my prayers to Trouble and her family um, in regards to her death. Um, and I pray, I, I shared it. I pray that you, you know, your, you and your family get justice. In regards to Benjamin Crump, I don't want to say that he's evil, but he's unnecessary evil. And what people don't understand, and what somebody who literally, I chased this man around the country, so I'm not being biased because I need him. I, it's it's me. My brain has it has worked differently since I've been in the trauma that I've been in. And what people have to understand is he gets the media attention for whatever reason. And what the media is going to do to him, like they do to everybody else, when they get tired of him, they want to spit him up and chew him out. If you you know how the media works, the media is doing they they doing background checks on them. They checking dot the eyes, cross the teeth. Anytime they get something negative, they they getting all that stuff together because that's how they do black people. Here's the black person that gets the attention right now. And the thing is, when you have black people out here struggling, fighting for whatever, it's hard. Like, no one cares. As a black woman, no one cares. They don't care about what's, what's in he, for whatever reason, the cameras care about him. So when a family has issues or a family is struggling, a family going through something, he gets there, he brings the attention. Whether good, bad, or indifferent, that's just the case. Before him, it was Johnny. Before Johnny, it was Thurgood. Other than that, but the difference between Thurgood and Johnny, they fought for like people to the point where it was just a different kind of fight. Yeah, so it's a, to cut you off real quick, it's a big difference between uh, Johnny and, and, and uh, Ben Crump as well, too. Johnny, Even Thurgood, for that matter. Absolutely. But the, the, the thing of the matter is that the times we're living in with the media and the social media aspect, he is the clickbait. For whatever reason, people, even though black people who are, I don't want to say the bougie, whatever, say because of his speech, because he has a certain accent. It's, I don't know why the media picks. Okay, my attorney, I call her Johnny Cochran, Jackie Cochran. 
she's a female. She's black. She's a civil rights. You know, she be like, she, when I tell you she bad, she's a bad mama shut your mouth. She bad. She be getting in their ass like a pair of thongs when we in court. But what people have to understand is she's black. So when push comes to shove with stuff on my case, they'll do anything to try to take her license from her. So a lot of these black attorneys really don't want to fight. Now, the person who was saying how Kamala would, would, would you know, the justice and people need to join the system. Um, I don't, I'm, this is a shameless plug, but I really feel like we have to understand what we're asking black people to join. If you're a black person in law enforcement, it is your responsibility and your job to support white supremacy. And when you have a judge, that judge is responsibility is to support white supremacy. That is why you have white people who commit crimes and they don't get sentenced like black people do. That is why you have the incarceration rate, the mass incarceration rate. That is why you have black people is not police officers not being charged. There was a black police, a black judge who didn't charge somebody and they had her investigated to put off the bench because she wanted to support some white supremacy. So when they tell black people, and as a person who worked for the courts for nine years, who wanted to be a black person who worked for the courts to help my people and to make sure I could get them in programs or get them in other services so they don't be sent to prison and I was targeted, my, my nephew was incarcerated and I had to file my lawsuit by myself because I couldn't find an attorney to take my case. I'm not speaking this just in my opinion, I'm speaking this on experience that I lived. I had the criminal justice degree. And when you're telling black people to go in these, to go to the courts to be a judge, that's bullcrap. They don't care about you if you're black. If you're gonna be, they care about the, the five black officers that killed Tyree, those are the kind of the black people that they want to work for them. They do not want me, a sister soldier type. I'm a Sojourner Truth type. I'm a Harriet Tugman type. They don't want, they don't, no, no. You black and you about power? Oh no, you about freeing your people? Oh no, we gotta get this in word up out of here. They don't want you to help your people and educate and break down the law. They, they don't want that. So when you say, as a black person, all you got to do, they want the yes master, no master, Kamala Harris throwing black parents in jail instead of giving the black parents assistance. That's what they want. They don't want the, the people who have a conscience and do what's right. So again, when you say, you know, black people getting law enforcement, I don't think black people really understand the, 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 the abuse that black people who are no law enforcement face on a daily basis. Because it's literally you fighting against your people and you see it. You see that you're hurting and harming your people. And some of them can't do that. And that's why I, I was in the situation I was in. I couldn't do it because I had to go to sleep at night. So be very, very careful with that. And um, with the LeBron thing, you know, he's my cousin. I ain't going to say that. I, I, I got to get more evidence or more. I, just, the, I don't know about that statement. So I ain't going, you know. Um, yeah, he, he said it, sweetie, because I actually had an article. I just no, didn't I know read he it. Said it, but I don't know yeah. what what the the history, the context of what he said. So I don't want to assume of what he was the, saying. The only context I can think is that right after the actual situation with the Memphis cops, where I guess all of them being black, or most of them being black, because we know now that he got a couple white boys in there as well too. He went ahead and said, "We're our own worst enemy." I'm, I'm, I'm going to like, you know, take a stab in the dark, but I believe he may have said that because these, because again, you think you have a black person that look like you 
The same, okay, the thing is, when you have police officers and judges, like they took the um, Dylan Roof to McDonald's, they see themselves Burger in King. that white boy. That's why they are lenient with white people, because that could be their son, that could be their nephew. And we assume that we would want black people and law enforcement judges, cops, parole officers, probation officers to feel the same way. This could be my son. So treat them with kindness, treat them with care, and do, and do not harm them, because you will be harming yourself. And I'm assuming that he said that they are their own worst enemies because they were black and they killed them for no reason. But again, I don't want to speak for all of them. I don't know about that. But as far as the attorney with Benjamin Crump, it's a necessary evil. We got to understand the white supremacy of the media. Black people don't own nothing. My, like, there's so many attorneys out here fighting, but you got to be understanding this. And this is what I understand about attorneys and why I was saying I really did. It's a lot of cowards because their back is really against the wall with them fighting the system. They can't fight the system how they really want to fight the system because the system would then go after them because they are not conforming to the white supremacy of it all. And the reason why, like, I'm doing the book about what happened to me, I put my life on the line literally by doing it. I'm jeopardizing my case and everything. Again, I filed a federal lawsuit, for those of you who don't know, I filed a federal lawsuit against an entire branch of government, the New Jersey judiciary, for discrimination, harassment, and retaliation with no attorney. So I'm speaking from experience. A lot of people are scared. They don't want to go up to the courts. The way the courts, the way the state of New Jersey treats my attorney in her other cases and retaliating against her because she's the attorney in my case, but she can't go to the media. I can. I can speak on her behalf and bring attention about what's happening. And me jeopardizing, I'm surprised they didn't give me a gag order yet. The way I talk about this stuff and how what these people did to me. But what people have to understand is the white supremacy, they own the media. White supremacy own everything. They control everything. They are the one putting Benjamin Crump out there. And for whatever reason, the cameras go to him. And some of these families need it because they don't really care about the families since Breonna Taylor's mother got the settlement the media i don't see the the media really giving her attention to see if she's okay or she's whatever but they follow benjamin crump everywhere he go so i feel like for people to turn on that's what the media want the media really wants people to turn on him to say that he's not doing x y and z but he is only one person and with the pressure and knowing that you know, besides the fact that he's trying to survive just to make it with the death threats he get he still have a child that he need to be there for and the only thing he can get these families let's be clear is money he can't bring their loved one back he can't charge the officers he can, and, and you know that the even the fact that he's saying the stuff he's saying my attorney cannot if if the media was to contact my attorney right now about my case she cannot give a statement she will lose her license me on the other hand i can talk about it he doesn't work for these individual states and he's not licensed in those states so the only thing he can do is get the media attention get the like his job is very very specific he can't real, real quick, real quick, I, I, go ahead and try to land it so we can get to some of the hands I'm laying, I'm just saying people have to understand what he can and cannot do. In a lot of these states, he can't even practice law. So the only thing, he gives, and these, uh, these families have other attorneys. The only thing he can do is set up the press conference. And guess what? The press is going to be there. Then it's going to be clickbait and everybody's going to get attention to the case. Even if he's not even the attorney on the case, just the attorney for face value. And what y'all have to understand that this shit is bigger than Nino Brown. And I lay my plane. Ben Crump is about the uh, Ben Crump is about the dollar bill. Ben Crump is about the money, sis, and that's it. 
real quick for everybody coming in the room please go ahead and share the actual space out please go ahead and share the space out check the jumbotron i have the articles in the actual jumbotron as well too ben crump from what uh from what the article said um that's in the jumbotron it, it's been a part of something like 200 police brutality cases um uh yeah since 2000 and something so he's been part of a lot of police brutality cases so 200 and something so just to put that into perspective for everybody we're talking about for those who just came into the space we're talking about ben crumb's legacy whether you're for him or against him uh you can go ahead and, and and get the mic and just let us know how you feel we're also talking about um lebron james comment we're our worst our own worst enemy uh it should have been worse r-o-s-e but nonetheless he put worst but um we're just talking about those two topics for the night. So please go ahead in the Jumbotron. Also, you will find the News Total Newsletter as well as the actual YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, guys, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Shout out to the people that's over there on YouTube right now, supporting us and holding it down for us as well, too. Also, you can uh, support us on Cash App. Dollar sign news total. That is dollar sign news total. News total is the largest black owned, largest black American owned news curation media platform today in the United States. You can support us on news total once. I mean, I'm sorry, on Cash App once again. That's dollar sign news total. If you don't have an actual Cash App, we have the Venmo and PayPal also in the Jumbotron. Let me go ahead, Lloyd. I know you've been waiting. I want to get to Lloyd. And then I also want to get to a new speaker. I see Professor. Professor, you was up here earlier and I saw you went back down. So I'm glad. I can go after the people because I think people are ahead of me. So maybe I'm fit by six. Okay. I think I'm fit, huh? You know, uh, well, I'll let you get in at the, at the lower the professor says because the disruptive uh, Tammy and black native spoke. So I'll go ahead and let the new speakers get in as well, too. So I'll get to you. Thank you. Uh, Lloyd, go ahead and unmute your mic. Yeah, there is so much to unpack. I hate when there's a bunch of people ahead of me because so much was said. But I want to go back to that part about uh, someone said that LeBron hadn't done anything for the community. Well, now let's see. I guess building schools and apartment complexes for with affordable housing for our people is not doing anything for the community. But I would also point out that uh, we didn't like, some people didn't like we're our own worst enemy, but I, I didn't hear anybody standing up for LeBron when uh, Newsweek put out an article on, um, uh, let me see, hold on, I just had it right here, hold on. Oh, the date was, uh, November 11th, 2022, and the headline is LeBron James urged to retire amid backlash for supporting Kyrie Irving. So I'm going to say this. If he's built schools, how many have you built? He uh, he he uh, has built is building an apartment complex for people to live in. That, from what I understand, is extremely nice. It's not it's not uh, project housing. How many yeah. have you built? And how many of you were willing to risk your what hundred and thirty five million dollar contract to stand up for one of your coworkers? I'm sorry, because these folks don't talk the way that we think it should be then they're not saying the right thing. But from where they are in life versus where we are in life, it's a whole different game played an entirely different way. And for those, and, and for all those people that are coming after Ben Crump and he ambulance chaser, he's all that, I can tell that you've never had to hire an attorney. 
And I had a situation in my life where I had to hire an attorney for a civil rights violation. And it was suing a bank. And I had to call 50, 50. not available. Literally. Wait a minute, hold on. No, because see, I'm Lloyd. And I ask questions. And I'm saying, this is clearly a civil oh, rights violation. Doing? Here is the rule. Like and they said, well, I, I went to law school. You don't have to tell me that. I'm not going to take your case because I might have to, um, that bank may come to me some at some point to be a, a client and they, they will pay me more than you will. Black lawyers, white lawyers, whatever. Finally, I got a white attorney that said, you know what? Yes, I'll handle it. But I, and I live in New Orleans and I live literally about four miles from um, St. Bernard Parish. High yellow. St. St. Bernard Parish after Katrina implemented a city rule that said you could not rent to anyone unless they were uh, an immediate family member or a cousin. And you had to be able to prove it. My attorney was on the team that, that took that down and, and actually won. So, um, and he's been my attorney ever since. I won't tell you how much money the man has won for me. In four lawsuits, it's pushing half a million dollars or more. So I'm going to say this. If you don't know how the game is played or you don't know how the system works, please stop, stop going after the folks that are helping us. I don't, I, you know, some of the stuff my attorney said we had to do. I'm like, oh my God, I, I'll tell you another thing. One reason why I'm with Ben Crump, I used to uh, run an organization in Chicago that was two and a half million dollars a year. And, my, and, and the thing was, I wasn't taking any money other than a salary. That was it. And it wasn't outrageous. It wasn't even, it wasn't even particularly great considering what we were doing yeah. and what we had accomplished. And do you know, my own people came to me and said, Lord, you got too much power because you're, you, you know, people of the media comes to you and uh, you need to let somebody else talk. Say what now? Like now. And let me say my organization <laughs> uh, along with um, some elected officials were able to bring one hit 30 million dollars over from the state of illinois over 10 years three million dollars a year to black not-for-profit organizations and white organizations could not apply for the money but everybody my people are coming to me saying lord you're you've become too powerful you're dangerous you know these people white people aren't going to ben crump comes up and says wait a minute I'm not a black American. I'm an American. And if they can do it, I can do it too. But he's got to come and ask us to, you know, be nice to, 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 uh, Tamir's mother because, well, did anybody know, does anybody know that Samaria wanted to get rid of him, but the father, Tamir's father wanted to keep Ben Crump. Go, go read the whole story. The <laughs> father wanted to keep him. So who was right? Her or him? So I, I'm sorry, we, you know, we, we comment on these, these situations with absolutely no context or information and won't bother, but that Negro, uh, uh, LeBron insulted us when he said we are our own worst enemy. Well, yeah, if you're going to tell me I can't do something or you can't do something simply because white supremacy is not going to let you, 
you are your own worst enemy because they got your mind. They have your mind. If you're going to blame everything, every failure you have on white supremacy rather than the way you approached it or what you did not do, then yeah, you're going to lose. Then yeah, white supremacy can't be beat. But they can't beat Lloyd because Lloyd takes responsibility for everything I do. Everything, whether I win or lose, it was my fault because I should have done something different, a decision I made. And so please, if like the last caller, uh, the last caller, talk radio got here, uh, the last person just said, at the end of the day, when we're dealing with a case like this, there is no justice. The only thing you can do is get the most money there is to get. To get the most, that's it. They're not, the, the, your loved one is not coming back. You have no control over whether you, ben, your attorneys, your, um, your mother, your father, the, your pastor, nobody has control over whether those people are going to be charged or not and at, to what level, extent they're going to be charged at. So like Alexis said, you know, y'all, let's learn how this system works before we comment on it. So we know how important it is to start getting behind judges where they run, judges who make decisions. Let's start, let's start learning of prosecutors. We need to elect a prosecutor. Lord, Lord, break it up. Yeah, his wife, I fucked up. Okay. Is that yeah, break it up. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> is that better? I'm moving. Yeah. Is that better? Okay. All I'm saying is, is that we need to learn how this system works because once we learn, see, they keep fucking with this shit. How he, it works? He go to another caller or something. Yes, well, because he can talk about shit anywhere. Works. So let's start electing some pro identifying people. In Let's start you're breaking, you're breaking, you're breaking up again, Lloyd. I'm gonna go out and come back in. I'll be like, okay, let us go. Go ahead and do that. Let us go ahead and, and, and move real quick to a couple other new speakers. Never come back. Never come back. Professor, go ahead and unmute your mic. Yes, uh, thank you, News Tara. And um, I just want to say peace, power and reparations to everybody in the space. DJ, Brother Ray, Brother DJ, Brother Black Pressure. I, I heard that little comment in there, uh, <laughs> Black Pressure, don't ever come back. Hey, I was about to say the same damn thing, man, cause I'm getting to the point where I, I don't like for people to come into the spaces to tell us what we should be doing or how we should react or it's almost like you're talking down to us, Lord. And I know, brother, you, you're very intelligent. But I think what Black America just don't need right now, we don't yeah, need down to um, people coming into the spaces and, and kind of sounding like they might be condescending to us, bro. But I know what you mean, Lord. Um, so I thank you for always bringing your knowledge to the game. But some people might take it as you might be trying to talk down to them. I just want you to know that. Now, uh, my mind is on Sister Trouble, everybody. So I just want to say this to her that I'm thinking about her and her family. Sister Trouble, you know, I love you. 
Yes. I'm keeping you in my prayers, condolences to your entire family. Um, that's where my heart is. I really don't give a damn about this no good ass crump or whatever. Um, um, what his legacy is, you know, his lawyers, that's what they do, y'all. They go for the bag. You know, he's a civil rights attorney. He's going to go for the bag. Um, I've been saying to y'all in these spaces, when Johnny Cochran passed away, that was the last great attorney for black American freemen. I want y'all to understand that. He was that last one. And I almost want to believe the American government took him out because they knew he was planning oh, to sue their asses for reparations. Oh, what? So I want you to understand oh, that was the one I that we had left. Home. It was Thurgood Marshall. It was wow, Johnny Cochran. And then after yeah, that, I, found I don't know what happened. It's been crumped, dude. It. If you notice, yeah. they putting him out there big time. And that's white supremacy. Like Sister Aunt Lai said, that's white supremacy putting him out there. If you notice, white supremacy was not putting Johnny Cochran out there, though. They hated him. Because see, Johnny Cochran gave white people fear. Now, that's what I'm talking about. I love a brother that brings power to the game and make them fear. And he did that. And we saw it in the O.J. Simpson trial. Did y'all not see it? Did you see how great it was? How he made white people just feel so inferior. And he was smiling up there. Did y'all notice how Johnny Cochran be smiling up there in the courtroom? Like, you hear people back there maybe screaming and hollering, mad. But Johnny Cochran just be up there smiling because he knew, hey, man, y'all ain't going to break me down. I know the law. And I'm going to turn this law that y'all made against you. See, that's what he did. Did y'all see it? Johnny Cochran played the game that they set up against them. That's what a black American freeman lawyer is all about. And that's the guy that we got to get back into the game the fight for what we need to get done now with qualified immunity, these reparations, and anything else that we need to get done. I'm going to lay my plane right there. Brother Lord, man, uh, no disrespect to you. I'm just letting you know. All right. Hey, uh, Professor, really quick, I want you to look this up, man, because I read that Thurgood Marshall actually worked for the CIA. He was giving uh, information uh, back in the mm -hmm. 50s. Hey, yeah, I told you he was working with the FBI. I heard somebody say that before. Hey, side note, too, Thurgood Marshall hated Martin Luther King. Yeah, I didn't. I, 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 I've heard some different things about Thurgood. Um, you know, I, I don't. You, when you hear stuff, so much stuff, sometimes you don't know what's true and what's not. So, I don't really know what to exactly what to believe. Sometimes when you hear things, especially you talking about sixty years ago or so, so. I don't really know what's true and what's not. I know at one time he had one of the most cases of any lawyer in black America at one time in terms of, you know, civil rights. So, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly. Co -intel, co -intel black America. Remember white supremacy also does things to make sure that we turn against each other. And that's information that's being put out there to make sure black America continue to uh, disregard some of our leaders and, you know, like they said, Malcolm X okay. was supposedly homosexual. Now, you know, you know good well, before uh, Malcolm even got into the nation of Islam, this brother had all kinds of women. That's all he ever, that's all he ever fucked with. Hell, had a white woman. 
you know, hell, he didn't really want her. He just he was just fucking her. I mean, excuse my French, y'all. But come on, now. Six. How many of y'all really believe Brother Malcolm was homosexual? Do you really believe that? No. I don't believe it. Nah, most of us don't don't believe no crap like that. <laughs> I mean, let's just be realistic. Like we know I that Malcolm was trailed by the FBI yeah. for the majority of, of his life. If I they had it. any indication that he was doing these things that he's been accused of, don't you think they would use that to blackmail him? You think they would have sat around and sat on something like that for 50, 60 years? Like, what sense does that make? They, you know that's a lie. Yeah, because I'm gonna tell y'all something. Believe it or not, the FBI feared. Brother Malcolm more so than they did Martin Luther King Jr. They actually said that uh, yeah, that Malcolm yeah, was yeah. the more intelligent one between the two, and I think that <laughs> came down to the fact because Malcolm has that street, you know, he had that street yeah. guy. You know, he was a street knowledge guy, but remember he he uh, transpired, or should I say, he ended up moving over into a new game of intellectual. And he was able to take black Americans that had been down in the gutter and he made them say, hey, man, hey, you don't have to be here. You can come up here and note and notice how a lot of those black men in those neighborhoods were saying, well, you know what? I'm going to do like Brother Malcolm. I'm going to get in this game here and become more self-sufficient. See, he was making black people think about other ways of being better than just being in the gutter. See? And the FBI feared him more so than they did the other one, Dr. King. They feared both, but it was it's really Malcolm they feared the most. Real so quick, y'all, because I, I don't want to get off hand because we got a and we got a few on, off topic and we got a few hands up as well too. So let me we'll get back to that, but let me go ahead and get to um Judge Sarah. I know she was next, and we got Tammy, then we got Black Native, we got Trouble. So so let me go ahead and get to them real quick. Go ahead, uh, Judge Sarah. Thank you, News Toter, and I hope you had a great birthday. Um, okay, so you know my my main um, subject matter is being crumb, and you know what, Auntie Lie, if I can engage with her, it would be great because she said a lot of things that were very important. And Auntie Lie, you got you 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 knocking got the head on the nail. You hit the head the head on the nail. Am I saying that right? This is what like nigga need to shut the fuck up. I was gonna beat his ass because he's talking too goddamn much. Him and LeBron. Nah, you talking about black mama? Yeah, I heard that shit. Like I said, someone's gonna beat his ass. Oh, fat fuck. To not let Fonnie Willis get in office, and found out one of the people from um, YSL, baby, she represented him. She was the, uh, one of the dudes defense attorneys back in the day. My daughter gonna be a they had video of her in court like defending her one of the YSL dudes years ago. They talking about a child. Yeah, like Keisha Bottoms, another Zaddy Whisperer. Yeah, what y'all doing out here? Tell me what y'all doing. They want to pull out all the stuff. So yeah, Bonnie Willis, that's another one. She's a zaddy whisperer. They bring her out here so that 
she runs interference for them trying to punish Zaddy. Remember, she got those, she boxed those charges against the, the white dudes who killed the brother out there. So she went out there and fumbled it and botched it deliberately. So yeah, they go out there, Zaddy whispers. The name of the game is to get these folks out here and run interference for white supremacy. They're the crash dummies. They get all the bumps and the bruises and white supremacy is protected. You see? So now in Memphis, with all of this stuff going on in Memphis, you ain't talking about the white cops, none of the white money that's being allocated to fund these damn janky-ass anti-black organizations. Now you're making black people the face of it. They're trying to make black people the face of police brutality when it's really the white people who's funding it. And they got zaddy whispers out here. Nigeria band and models. They did that with something. That's what Lance talking about. You know? Yeah, now you say go to who? The queen. The queen. But you said fuck the business. All right. Um, queen on. That might it say waiting. Mm-hmm. It must be. I haven't. Let me see. I must be on. She on. She she on. If not, we can go to Harvey. Let me see. I haven't used this in a while. I see time and suspect. Just turn your notification on. I haven't used this in a while. I see time and suspect. The timing is that's, that's old. That's old. That's old. That's 2019, Jared, just small as said, he was uh, attacked. It was a hate crime, not a sexuality, not a um, uh, race, is, is uh, race. Yeah, that's <coughs> oh, ethnicity dispute. And I remember saying there's a possibility that he could have never been attacked. Because I know Illinois, I know Chicago area. Then I also see this possibility he could be lying. Now, this is before everybody started questioning the validity of this claim. And the reason why I said because as a gay nationwide, and even here locally in the Chicago area, who lied about hate crimes, he got caught in lies. And the reason why I put that out there is because. The last few years, even though the Obama administration and the Supreme Court more officers relieved, yeah, have done and that made it possible for gay communities to have more access I mean, or more uh, voices in society. I didn't know these motherfuckers that big. A lot of come out. Unfortunately, there are black right. gays that think because they're gay that they're going to get accepted by white gays. No, it's still seen a certain way. Uh, so uh, some uh, of black brothers and sisters who are gay, they decided they want to be with and go out here and try to do black lives now or want to go back to more so they never were or they never worked. And you had a lot of us out there in the black media saying that you know black lives matter do 
I like you now, but you didn't question that when I got accepted. Your voice is speaking from town. I have Latino voice. I had a super black before that. They was to whatever. I'm a white supremacist. And a lot of black gays don't want to get it. So they got to deliver some of these words. So I'm sitting here saying, I want to be proud for that. But I said, if justice telling the truth, all you can justice. You need to be punished for it. But because he had no record, if he was lying, I was about to roll up some service. I don't want to eat the candy yet, babe. I don't want Sweetie, what you doing up under the table? What's the matter? No, I'm not mad. I just had a rough morning. That's it. It's a special kind of Totally Yeah. 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 Yeah.
And the white ones gotta go too. Not that hate, that fat hate kill motherfucking. Yeah, the and the two supervisors. Everybody gotta go. It's, I don't know. No, but the brother was like, I hit him with the stick. There's a black motherfucker. Yeah, that fat motherfucker that couldn't catch him. Fat buck. That's why I said they look. It's it's his girlfriend that one up there, Demetrius Haley. That's the one that pulled him out of the car. It's his girlfriend. That, so he was following him around. Right. I was saying they all did look kind of young, and usually you got to be on the force for a while. You got to have some experience well, before they put you on these specialized gang Man, leaders. that bitch came up yeah, with Atlanta and shit opened up this motherfucker. They hired all them motherfuckers to be in there. They ain't even got no experience. They only had five years. She's there are a lot of them, but I want all the white ones. Someone came to her home and told her, uh, do you know Tyree? He's been arrested for DUI. He's on his way to the 
Yeah, yeah, they need to find out who that was. I'm quite sure it's one of these officers, right? Yeah. They need to find out who that was. Imagine that. Getting that knock at the door. And you already know how they approach the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know Tyree, right? Yeah, he got locked up for DUI. And now he's in jail. He over at the hospital. But don't go down there. You'll be arrested too. They probably threw that in there for good measure at the end, right? Yeah, so whoever that is should definitely be charged with obstruction. That's not our doorbell. Shot. So she has a role to play in this. The buck stops with her. How she has these two years got one of them rings on his house. Mm-hmm. We'll find out later down the road. Knowing great difference is given to the version that officers give when someone makes a complaint. Babe, look at her eyebrows. One of them don't look right. She drew that shit. Oh, no. That's what they do. They arch some people. Arch their eyes. Some take all the eyebrows off and draw them out. I mean, she looks like a clown. Yeah, one look curls like the yeah, one is stuff. Yes, Mario got a Mario Mario mustache. It's like a forehead mustache. Yeah. And the din is low. Look at her. Those officers have arrested someone on because now I like her hair case. Yeah, well, bro, that's a plus, but. Like her shirt, I just can't. I can't let it go out. See how long I can let my natural go. No more chemicals. Uh, oh, yeah. The five fired Memphis police officers hadn't been with MPD long, and police haven't told us what units they worked with during their time on the force. But some who know the officers say at least one confirmed he, and we're hearing several, were with the newly created Scorpion Squad that MPD started in 2021 as a solution to fight crime. Their job is to identify the target area, flood that area with officers, and suppress crime in that area, mostly by visibility. Just being present and having officers there, it sees an impact on it. And this audio from Broadcastify of police radio traffic the night of Tyree Nichols' beating specifically mentions calling more Scorpion units to the scene. For what? Cornell McKinney says the same Scorpion unit stopped him January 3rd, four days before Nichols was pulled over. I actually read it on the back of the, the advance to say the uh, MPD Scorpion unit. It was at this marathon gas station at Ridgeway in Night Auto as he was catching a ride with a friend. All I heard is, uh, freeze, get out the car. Put your, put your MM hands up before I blow your hands off. Both of you, get out the car. So put your hands up. So I put my hands up, and one of the officers proceeded to come to the car, and uh, he physically pulled me out by my shoulder with a gun no more than a foot away from my head. He says the officers in unmarked cars would never say why they had been stopped. He took this picture of the stop. They eventually asked who the drugs belong. Yeah, I'm gonna let him finish what he was saying because what he's saying is important because I want you to hear the type of games 
that these gang units play out here on these streets at night. Mm -hmm. But he said that it was the same cops that pulled over Tyree that pulled him over. And these were the same cars they were driving. Like I said, they're driving around in three blacked out chargers, not vehicles that say police on the side. These aren't marked vehicles. So everybody's saying, well, why didn't he just pull right over and comply? First of all, if you don't Maybe know anything Mike about the gang, you would have cleared all like that shit Nichols, up. He wasn't in the all streets, right there is so he don't know motherfuckers is riding around in these charges. So you got three charges pulling up on you, blacked out, and fucking niggas in them yelling at you, pull over, pull over. Are you pulling right over? Hell no. I didn't think so. Shit. So the man is trying to assess, yo, is these really fucking cops? That was a nice story. Should I go and pull over somewhere Skater. that's well lit? Can I go to the get? Boy, Shit, I'm nobody. a block and a half from home. Let me let me pull up in front of the house or get to the block and, and, and make it a little safer for myself. Y'all out here just fucking with people. So no, they're not riding around in marked white police cars in own. uniform. Hunting your mm-hmm. own. Yeah, they hunt. These is hop out boys. No. Street niggas know what these cars mean. He ain't no street nigga. He wasn't a street dude. He wasn't. And you white folk definitely wouldn't realize these units because these units only police black neighborhoods. Yeah, these crash units, these scorpion units, these red dog units, these are strictly patrolling in black neighborhoods. And I've had dozens of run-ins with them growing up in Queens, socializing in Brooklyn, in Harlem. I've been hopped out on, thrown up on a fence, thrown up on a wall, frisked over a hundred times in my life in New York alone, just walking down the street. Yes, I've been in Harlem and just came out of store walking with some bags and one of these charges will pull up, all cops will jump out, smack your bag out your hand, throw you on the wall and frisk you. They won't find nothing, turn around, won't even say sorry, get back in the car and pull off. That's why they got rid of stopping frisk. It was severe violation of civil rights going on. I was stopped and frisked over a hundred times. Do you understand? And then when they did the numbers, it came out to something like 2 million stops and they might've found like fucking the, the 40 weapons and 2 million stops. So it was like zero percent successful. Over a hundred times, no exaggeration. I can sit here and just tell stories on how I'm just sitting on a stoop, sitting on a friend's stoop, police jump right out. Everybody don't move. First, everybody on the step hopped in the car left. So. The same thing, same stop and frisk that goes on on the streets while you walking down the streets, the same stop and frisk they do in a car. You can do that mobile in an automobile. Every nigga you see in a car by itself, you pull them over. That's what they do. That's the prerequisite. Is he alone? Is he alone? Now, I know he got his wife and kids with him. Leave him alone. They look for niggas by themselves. Those are the niggas you can railroad. Niggas by themselves. 
and you hope they ain't got no money. So nah, this wasn't just a clear case of, oh, the police are pulling me over. Let me pull over and see what they want. Yeah, I told him about the book. Nah, it's not yeah. a clear case. Yeah, yeah, I sent him the link. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Who is this? And then when you know you're not doing nothing wrong. Yeah, That's some bullshit, though. The only civil rights a lot of these fucking racists is worried about protecting as they own. When it comes to the civil rights of a black person. They don't give a fuck. Or a non-white. It's non-existent. Is back the blue, blue the only color they know. I said, man, I just went across the street to get a pizza, and I'm on my way back to the house. He's like, uh, when who gonna arrive in this pound? I said, uh, well, can we call my lawyer? And the officer, uh, yeah, well, this ain't court, this ain't the time for lawyer. I was like, man, I just came to get a pizza. So he's like, man, we just planted that ain't a pound in the car, and he let me walk off. Yeah, yeah, you hear the type of games these. Vice units play with you. These vice units will pull you over in unmarked cars at night. You're scared for your life. You don't know what the fuck is going on. They'll drag you out the car. You could be in the car with your homies, 4D. Y'all going to the park. Y'all going to the gym. Y'all going to the movies, whatever. They'll pull you over, drag you out the car, separate y'all, and then ask y'all some shit like, all right, so whose guns and drugs is it? And then have everybody looking at each other like, what, 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 what guns and drugs? What are y'all talking about? Yeah. And then they'll do the whole scare tactic to see if they can get somebody to tell anything. That's a dangerous game, man. So now the narrative that they're trying to flip now is to say, well, this ain't white supremacy. This is just bad apples in the police. And the Memphis police chief is emphasizing that this is not about race. Man, that's bullshit. And he stopped saying that shit. Like the vice lords are secretly funding those Negroes. And that's what she's talking about. 
Atlanta. So this is them trying to make it seem there's a shadowy black organization mm -hmm. that has gang members in law enforcement doing these beatings. So it ain't white supremacy. It's, <laughs> it's black supremacy. It's not white supremacy. They're talking about the problem. It's these black men who beat the Kyrie up is because of the violence in the black community, black male violence and mm -hmm. single mothers and the police. Yeah. There's a single mother. He just went full coup. But he's doing the dirty work of the white supremacists. He's just saying what they told him to say. Yeah, so now all of a sudden the gang problem in the police departments is black gangs. When we know the majority of these gangs are white supremacist gangs and Latino gangs. Mm -hmm. But the ones that's going to be put on blast and the ones that's going to be made the example of will be these black ones. Because they were some dumb motherfuckers. Crash dummies. Going to start targeting cops and they had to pull out all of those uh, military grade weapons out there in Baltimore during the Freddie Gray situation. That was all kept. They had to fess up and say, oh, yeah, we lied about that, which I knew that was a lie. I was out there in Baltimore when I was going down. You did? But listen, these folks are trying to make, we got six. Hey, we need to get like nine, ten thousand people in here. We need to get like nine, ten thousand people in here, ladies and gentlemen. But listen, listen. These folks are trying to make these black officers the face of police brutality. They're trying to make them the face of it. And these officers, now let this because I said I put up a tweet the other day that went viral. I said, hey, I'm getting some non-FBA vibes from some of these dudes. Some of them might be FBA, but I'm still getting some non-FBA vibes. There's some tellers who got mad when I said that. I stand on that. I'm standing on that. Now, could some of them be FBA? Yeah, we got, we got coons within our society. We call them all of them out. If there's some tethers in the mix, we're going to call them out, too. A lot of us are getting tether vibes from a couple of these things. Well, be, hey, wait a Those niggas got FBA names. No, they got English names. All right? Don't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> some of these don't play that shit. Don't play that Right. You were saying right. that too. Some of those saying, well, I don't they know. They're all from Memphis. They don't like sheep. I don't know. I've got black names too. All right. Let's get this thing straight. All of these dudes are not from Memphis. Some of these dudes came in from other places. They brought them in from other places. From other countries. Some of these dudes could very well be Caribbean. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like this dude here, this Desmond Mills guy. Look at the head on this dude. That's not an FBA head. Look at this one. Desmond Mills Jr. He do got a, a beamer. His forehead. Like his cool sticking out the top of his head. That's not a, that's, that's not like that. Like it's a place of shit. You live in Connecticut. This dude is not from Tennessee. That's Jamaican territory. Hold on. That head ain't FBA. I'm going there. Yes, I'm going there. Des Desmond Ainsworth Mills Jr. 
think Tyreek is trolling or not about that non-FBA thing. I mean, there is some validity to that claim. You I mean, I'm reporting from Ground Zero up here in New York City, the home of the black immigrant. Y'all know there's more black immigrants here in New York City than black native boys, like FBAs and ADOs, right? So. My family, Hayes Nini here. Hey. About to uh, stream the Professor Black Truth, Morning of Truth. Hope you enjoy it. Family and fellow soldiers, I'm the professor, and this is the moment of truth. Stephen Kotkin once said that after a revolution, it's not the ideas that carry over, it's the institutions. Now, when we look at what happened with cities that had black mayors and black political representatives since the 60s, we see this principle play itself out to a T. All the stupid talk about black faces in high places, but we never asked if those black faces happened to be dedicated to black people's interests. Though in cities like Detroit and others, where you had large numbers of black people who congregated and got some black politicians in there, we saw the behavior, especially of the black officers who were coming into these police departments, by and large was actually mirroring the exact same white supremacists who had hired them and been their training officers and such. These incoming black officers and the ones who have followed have not been taught how to police and protect the city. They've been taught how to be useful cogs in an anti-black racist machine. This is not to say that I absolve them of any responsibility. In fact, it's the opposite. I hold them to a very much higher standard than I would hold the rank and file white supremacists in the police departments because we know what to expect from them. We expect no better. But when you're black, you have absolutely no excuse. But understand what happened with Tyree Nichols was not at all some one-off. After Trayvon Martin was murdered, he had a black cop out there in Sanford who was selling the soap for his white paymasters. After Tamir Rice was murdered, it was your black Cuyahoga sheriff out there who oversaw the lying fraudulent report that blamed a 12-year-old child for his own murder instead of blaming the violent thug with a history of problems who skidded to a halt and shot that child dead in less than three seconds. When the thugs in blue originated that asinine Blue Lives Matter slogan, there were black cops who were right in there with them. We need to understand that most black police officers entered an institution that originated with slavery, but they have made absolutely no effort, either as individuals or as a group, to change that. There's been no effort on the part of black police officers to make a break with the anti-black mission of policing in the United States. Instead, they've merely sought to finesse a better place for themselves under it. And the same goes for these fire departments. As far as they're concerned, they have government jobs and they've got unions who are going to protect their benefits and their pensions. And that's all that they're actually loyal to. To them, their little government job is a personal come up. It entails absolutely nothing else. 
I think it's safe to say that Mushmouth Crump, however, isn't going to have his clients saying that they forgive the five black police officers who killed their loved one. That's something that the white media isn't going to be rushing in their face and pushing a microphone in front of them saying, do you forgive, forgive? No, I don't think we're going to hear that this time around. So if nothing else, at least we won't be subjected to that insult. But for the commenters who I see in my comment section who will try to tell me how precarious and risky the position of black officers is, here you have yet another example of why no one's ever going to fall for a lie like that. At best, all you'll be getting is laziness and apathy, and at worst, you're going to have violent cretins who think that it's their turn to carry out the same violence as their white counterparts. Let's be honest here. For the majority of black police officers, they didn't get into policing to safeguard the city. They got into it to engage in open criminality without being prosecuted, because that's the kind of institution that they wanted to join. And then what they think is that after 20 years or so, they're going to get themselves a quickie government pension. And since most of them are in their 40s by the time they get to that point, that means they can also begin work in a second career. And their plan is that when they finally retire for good, they'll have two pensions instead of one, and they'll be living fat off of that. They're just playing the game the same way they saw their white counterparts doing it. That's the bargain that white power made with most of the black police officers who get into law enforcement. Okay, okay, fine then, you niggers made it through. Why don't you go ahead and become part of this little old system and we'll all make out. They go, yes, boss. Black police officers in particular have made it a point not to accept the nature of the system that they've been willing accomplices in. Even though they are fully aware that when push comes to shove, that system's not going to lift a finger to protect them. You've heard about the five black thugs with badges who killed Tyree Nichols and how they've been indicted, but the white police officer who tased Nichols has only just been put on leave. That only just happened. He hasn't been fired or charged. And this was after he was caught on video saying that he hoped the black officers stomped his A. So even when they're pretending to be holding the assailants accountable, white power is still protecting those with genetic immunity from law. And no matter how many times this exact same scenario plays itself out, black police officers are never going to get wise to the scam. Far as they're concerned, it's not in their interest to. Policing in the United States has always been a magnet for those morally crippled individuals with power fantasies. It draws white supremacists primarily, who are too cowardly to try their anti-black violence on their own, and who think that if they get themselves a badge, then they can get away with it. It's white power with the bonus of working directly with the very prosecutors who they don't want to be indicted by. But these are the same racists who review the black applicants to police departments, and they're also the same white supremacists who decide which black applicants will be hired. What, you think it's some sort of coincidence that the police keep hiring people like Eric Adams, Val Demings, and others? These are the insecure clowns who are too weak to be part of black society. And they have tough guy fantasies that they want to play out. But they know that they can't do that with everyone. They certainly can't do it with people from the dominant society. The dirty little secret is black officers learn early on that their power is only good against other black people. They know who they can assault and who they can't. Police departments in the U.S. are taxpayer-funded street gangs. The white media lauds that America's four largest cities have black mayors. But as only the black media has asked, do they represent black people's interests? We already know the answer to that one. Sylvester Turner was one of Mike Bloomberg's House Negro puppets who gleefully ignored Bloomberg's open anti-black racism two years ago and tried to get black Houstonians to support Bloomberg for the presidency. Mm -hmm. Officer Eric Adams is now mayor of New York, 
and he's done his best to run black people into the ground. That is, when he's not pretending black New Yorkers don't exist. Meanwhile, out in Los Angeles, Karen Bass is dreaming of becoming governor next. She's been very vocal about her affection for her Latino family members, though all but silent about the anti-black racism from LA's Latino City Council members. Gee, if only Karen Bass was mayor of LA, then she'd be in a position to use her power to do... Oh, wait. And as for Lori Lightfoot, the less said, the better. Four black mayors indeed, but as Dr. John Henry Clark said, it is an accomplishment. But for whom and for what? Memphis. This is where Tyree Nichols was killed, but it's also the place where Dr. King was murdered as well. The current police chief in Memphis is a black woman, and she's carrying out the velvet glove treatment of this white officer who was involved in all this. So the investigation is transparent, all right? A transparent cover-up. This is not black leadership. This is not progress. These are nothing more than self-interested social climbers. And what's happening is not occurring in spite of these puppets. It's happening because of them. They're carrying on the traditions, the institutions of brutalizing black citizens when they're not ignoring us because that's the institution they chose to become part of. And they've also chosen not to change it. There's a reason this story wasn't about five black cops beating a white man to death. They know what the consequences would be if they ever tried something like that, because the system makes it clear who can be targeted and who can't. And it also makes it clear who was allowed to do the targeting. We can't afford to be naive about the idea of black resistance to anti-black racism. No system of oppression can endure for the long term without having a significant amount of complicity by a number of those in the group being targeted. That's one of the aspects of the murder of Emmett Till that doesn't get talked about, but it's also something that happens to be an inescapable truth of it. It's not so much a matter of black folks know what's going on, but they're scared to say anything. There have actually been a number of black people who have been collaborating with these violent anti-black white supremacists. Every system of oppression is an inside job. Controlled opposition is a key part of that. It's meant to confuse you and demoralize you. That's why representation can become a weapon used against the oppressed if they're not aware. Well, I don't want you to be demoralized. We knew the problem was bad. We knew that there were a lot of black folks going along with the okie doke. And now we're seeing just how deep the rot runs. We can be disgusted. But let's not sit here and act like we're surprised. We've been complaining about this for the longest time. The punks who carried out the killing of Tyree Nichols were chosen to be police officers by the exact same white supremacist forces that chose Derek Chauvin and Amber Geiger and so many others. The takeaway from this for you should be that we need people in these positions that we chose. Whomever is in office or in these positions, you must have the power to punish them. No DA is going to do that. They'll simply wait, sit back and see if the public is going to be outraged. What's the public reaction going to be? That's the game they're going to try to play. Well, that's not justice. That's rank political expediency. So long as these criminals are not directly accountable to you, they will also not be remotely respectful either. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Tyrone Leak. Tamara Williams, Gregory Franklin, Alvin McCoy, and Sherrod Martin. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you.
Family and fellow soldiers, I'm the professor, and this is the moment of truth. Control the terms of the debate, and you control the debate itself. White power lost control of the words when the black media began getting people to use the vocabulary that we express. The white media didn't have an answer for that. That was the reason why during the uprisings of the mid-2000s, yeah, the white media tried to do their man-on-the-street interviews. In the past, they've been able to get away with that mess. But when they started hearing people using the talking points that the black media was, the white media then retreated back to their network studios where they can totally control who gets on the air and what gets heard. The same thing has happened with reparations. That sham fraud that took place on Capitol Hill a couple of years back, that was their attempt to retake control of the debate by having hand-picked flunkies and agents like Ta-Nehisi Coates say that reparations doesn't have to be cash. That was the point they wanted to reach. That was the talking point they wanted out there. They wanted to float that out there and try to see if it would get any traction. But the black media was on the case and shut that one down. But that's not to say that the bad guys are not still trying to push their lies anyway. Larry Elders ended 2022 making the same old fool out of himself. He tried saying that reparations would be mostly about race and what do you do when you got mixed race people, etc., etc. Notice how the Larry Elders and others never pledge that if they get reparations, they're going to give their share of it away. Notice they never promised that. Oh, they're so opposed to it that if somebody says, You'll get a check. None of them sits there and says, well, I won't keep it. See, it's very easy to lie and say that you don't want reparations when you think that it's an impossibility anyway. But now that the black grassroots have made it a part of the national discourse, these black bootlicks for the right are simply poo-pooing the idea. None of them will promise not to accept it if they get the chance to. They want to stay in the good graces of the white powers that they shill for. They know their white paymasters would never do the same for them. White Republicans complain all the time about governmental programs, spending bills and such. That is, if they're enacted under a Democratic administration. And they proudly vote against this legislation whenever it's up for debate. But when the plans get funded regardless, those same white Republicans will be the first ones on TV back in their home districts holding up checks for the cameras and bragging about how they brought home money for their constituencies. The only thing these white right-wingers turn down is their collars. They'll take money wherever or from whomever they can get it, whether they deserve it or not, and they'll be totally unapologetic about it. But to show how stupid Larry Elder has always been, the very first comment replying to his idiocy was linking a post to disprove him. Larry Elder is simply shilling to get on Fox News. You can tell when some clown is desperately trying to get some FaceTime on Tucker Carlson. This is why you don't want people trying to make reparations about merely being black. It must stay focused on lineage. What Larry Elder is doing is not meant to stop reparations. It's meant to redefine it, to control the terms of the debate. Try to see if you can confuse the definition of reparations, or at least confuse the definition of what it ought to be. If you make it about being black and nothing else, then any white person who simply claims to have a black ancestor can say they want a check. It doesn't matter if that alleged black ancestor was in Africa the whole time and never even came to the U.S. to say nothing of never enduring the horrors of slavery or the resulting racial oppression, which, by the way, was Larry Elder's entire asinine talking point. That, and by mentioning Colin Kaepernick, the point is supposed to be, well, Colin Kaepernick, he's not some down-and-out guy on the streets. Why, he's got some money in his pocket, so uh, how much should he be getting? See, when talking about any other group, 
Nobody ever brings up the issue of their tax bracket or how much money they may have. It's always a matter of with every other group, reparations is based on whether or not you are wronged. It's not based on, well, you're disqualified because of your tax bracket. They only try those dodges and those deflections and distractions when talking about black people. Then all of a sudden, the entire discussion is about, well, how do we make excuses to disqualify them as a group or to otherwise say that you people shouldn't be getting anything or not all you should. In fact, most of you should. Well, oh, we just can't do that. That's the talking point, which we never hear at any other time for any other group. The goal of these shills is to muddy the waters. If you can't demonize the idea of reparations enough to stop it, then at least throw up enough dust to give cover to expanding the definition so that it can apply to everyone, just so long as it never applies solely to the descendants of American slaves alone. But while Larry Elder was ending the year on a lying note, NBC San Diego began the year trying to cause political confusion. Now, the San Diego media is trying to take the word reparations and associate it with things that have nothing to do with chattel slavery and the resulting anti-black oppression. Their story is about forced sterilizations in California, but they've made sure to include the word reparations and the phrase having a hard time finding victims. This is a form of creating a false association in people's minds. Instead of taking two unrelated ideas and linking them together in a direct argument, you take two completely unrelated things and link them together through indirect arguments. When you click on the link to this story, what you get is a list of NBC San Diego reparation stories. And the one about forced sterilizations that you clicked on isn't even at the top of the list. So you see that these are stories meant to fuel an overall narrative about reparations in general. Nothing happens in a vacuum under white supremacy. Now, another of the lies that gets spread is that federal money only increases social disruption instead of alleviating it. When these people say social disruption, what do they mean by that? Now, if what they mean is to disrupt this anti-black racist order that the United States is, then yeah, we need to disrupt that. We need to totally disrupt all of that. Obviously, the people who spout this bull don't care about black people at all. These are just lies and fraudulent talking points meant for the sole purpose of giving those who want to maintain the racial wealth gap something to say. It's not meant to win an argument. It's just meant to be rhetorical white noise. Even if you went along with this lie, it still doesn't make sense. Did massive infusions of federal money disrupt and dislocate white people from Europe when the U.S. government enacted the Homestead Act? Did massive infusions of federal money disrupt and dislocate the millions of white GIs coming back from World War II? The government gave those white GIs free federal money to fund their education, their first home, and their first business. So did the massive infusion of federal money for those white GIs disrupt and dislocate them? Or did it make them the richest generation in history? If these anti-reparations mouthpieces want to prove that massive federal funding doesn't work, then the GIs coming back from World War II should have been the perfect example. Except they never mention those guys, because this isn't about federal spending. It's about who the money would apply to. Make no mistake, if Victor Davis Hanson thought that he was going to get even one penny of that money, then he would be having headlines saying how important it is to get reparations done, and how terrible it is that it hasn't happened already, and all the wonderful things that the recipients could do with that money. Oh, he would talk about it as being utterly transformative for the society. So you see, this is about justifying a racist policy of targeted anti-black impoverishment.
The objection that these anti-black white supremacists and their black flunkies have to reparations isn't about the amount of money involved. The basis for the disbursement isn't the problem either. The problem is the same thing it's always been. Who would get the money? Federal funding works. That's why so many corporations, nonprofits, and sufficiently wealthy private individuals demand it. And that's why they're furious at the prospect that black people may actually get it. To them, the game is economic keep away. Make sure the money never goes directly to who it's owed to. So the scheme is to write up a plan, quote unquote, where their middleman becomes the center of the whole operation, like that fraud in Evanston where they say their idea of reparations is to give black folks a tiny housing voucher. But it's a voucher that can only be used at a white bank. So that's who the money goes to. Notice how the Victor Davis Hansons and such never point that out. They don't say, oh, how fraudulent this is. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, because they know exactly what the game is that they're trying to push. We told you that this is exactly what these white supremacists would try. They would concoct lies and obvious scams and do it for the sake of saying, well, this is what defines reparations. This is what constitutes reparations, don't you know? And by the way, please don't think it's a coincidence that the subtitle of this hit piece mentions the figure of $22 trillion from the federal government, the same ballpark figure that so many of us mention. That's how you know we're on the right track, that they fear that this could happen. They don't so much as even want to engage with the issue. They got to talk around it. It terrifies them too much. And it's not just online right-wingers. You've had people like Byron Allen's online rag, the griot, opposing lineage-based reparations. All these bootlicks can think about is, y'all gonna mess up my interracial sexual access, which is particularly important to Byron Allen, by the way. But this is what Byron Allen say about reparations. Meanwhile, he's going to court every five seconds, claiming and invoking black people's history as a reason why white corporations need to do business with him. So he's just doing this to leverage himself some white corporate contracts. But as soon as he gets them, he turns around and tells black folks, you shouldn't have anything. Or at least if you do, you got to make sure everybody else gets taken care of. Gee, when Byron Allen files his little lawsuits in court, does he include everybody? Of course not. He only includes himself. I throw that in there simply as a reminder to the people who still follow the Adunce crowd. You guys were telling us to support Byron Allen back in the day. And notice how Square Jaw and Mushmouth have been totally silent on this. For any of you Adunce supporters, and I know there's a few of you here, this is Square Jaw and Mushmouth's boy, Byron Allen. They told you we had to support him because our freedom and our rights and our liberties and our prosperity was on the line. Why you support this guy? Because this is part of the whole reparations thing. This, this is part of pushing the ball down the field for reparations. And what do you see Byron Allen doing? He's posting stories leading the charge saying that lineage-based reparations is a bad idea and it shouldn't happen. This is why the black media opposed this man. We could smell the duplicity on him and it stank. We made the case against him repeatedly. And if you want to know why our foot stays up his behind, this is why. Because whenever he slithers out of his hole long enough to spew some gibberish, we want you to never forget who Byron Allen is and why you must never listen to him or those who bring him around us. But of course, I digress. Now, winning the debate is going to be a process, not an event. We need to be honest about that. That's why we have to maintain focus. Those who seek to take us down can be marginalized with enough effort, but they can't be eliminated, not totally. Though, if we do what we're supposed to do, we won't have to. 
The sign of victory won't be when they agree with us. It's going to be when they've been silenced. So let's make sure we give them a permanent case of lockjaw. Before it's all over, we want to make sure we're in the position to write the final chapter on reparations. I think that a good title for it would be 10 Reasons Why All the Reparations Naysayers and Detractors Were Completely Wrong. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Detroit Beauty Supply, Mouse, Derek, Rashad Marsh, and Aisha Sarpong. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you.